Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our website we give away, so do enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And, uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Get on the phones. Call in about whatever you want. We're starting things out tonight. I'm going to the email box. This one from Michael. He says, I was thinking about the situation in Somalia and assumed you'd advocate no military intervention at the federal level since it isn't a direct threat to the United States. I suspect that many people find the situation morally troubling and would contribute to a private army if they could. I'd heard you advocate private armies before, and I've never heard you discuss what would keep a country without a federal government from devolving into a thugocracy the way that drug cartels have taken over a number of Latin American countries. Would we really be free if wealthy individuals could exert their influence using a private army? I know that you've suggested that those people would run out of money trying to fund a large organization, but I don't think that's true if they use their influence to take control of businesses. Even if all businesses are legal, no black market, that wouldn't prevent a private army from collecting protection money from businesses on their turf, etc. I'd like to hear more of your thoughts on this. Well, it sounds to me like what Michael's describing is what we have today. Um, we have a large, dangerous organization that is extracting money and taking control of and from businesses. That's what's going on right now. So I don't really know if we would risk that much by changing the situation. I mean, considering that's what we have today. But well, currently, um, if taxes are to be changed, in the case uh, that you're referring to, the federal, state, and um, local governments as uh, you know gangs of thugs that are taking money from businesses, and absolutely they are, um, and there's not much difference in the way that they're extracted. I'll, I'll give you that. But at the very least, the businesses know what they have to pay. Mm-hmm. It's set out. Up front, whereas, um, you know, if thugs come in and demand money, then they could just come in and demand more. And So can the government. But they don't. Taxes go up all the time. But at the very least, you have the, uh, the, the whole uh, sham of democratic, uh, you know, a vote on it. <laughs> That's not much uh, comfort. It's some comfort. Well, anyway. Um, I mean, I, I think that if, <laughs> if, you would, if you have the option, Ian, really... If you had the option of dealing with the government or dealing with an armed gang of thugs um, extracting money from you for protection, which one would you choose? The armed gang. because well, That's because you're nuts. Be- no, it's not because I'm nuts. Because with the armed gang, the armed gang doesn't have a semblance of legitimacy as the government does. That's what separates the government from, uh, from any old armed gang, is that if an armed gang comes to your house and demands money from you, you absolutely have the right to shoot those suckers dead in your doorway. It, assuming and you can. You have the right to do so. You the right. Uh, when the police come along and uh, you know demand that you pay property taxes, if you don't pay or if you get violent with the cops, everybody's going to side with the cops. Well, you're in, you are in big trouble if you uh, decide to uh, have a shootout with the police. Right. It's because the government has is managed to has managed to be the only armed gang that has fooled everyone into believing they must exist. To fool, that has fooled everyone into believing that they're necessary. 
But to specifically answer what Michael's question is, is you know he's worried about this whole uh, concept of uh, a private. Let's say we do finally get rid of this pesky government, and uh, we do have the ability at that point to contract with individuals or companies to provide protection services. Should we choose to? You don't have to. It's up to you. You're a, a person in the marketplace, and if that's a service you decide is valuable to you, then you can do that. I think likely you will decide it's valuable to you. I think many people will. Um, but he's concerned that there's going to be one company out there that's going to be well-funded, and they're going to come in there, and they're going to start extracting money from businesses, uh, whoever's on their turf, that sort of thing. And Pretty legitimate concern. I would share it with him. And you have to understand and this that is This is sort of in your world. This is the, uh, the free marketeer world where there is no government. That's correct. And so I understand his concerns, however... He's missing an important point, and that is – it touches back to what I was po- pointing out about the government. The government has legitimacy because it's worked on having it for decades. It's indoctrinated us with its government schools to think that we need it. Um, so the government has this aura, this cloak of legitimacy, if you will, that it can uh, couch itself in. It can wrap itself in this cloak and make people believe that it's not an armed gang of brigands. That's different when the government's not around anymore, when it's just an armed gang of brigands who's coming around demanding money from you, take them out. Somebody is going to take those people out. Right, and right, either, if they want to go ahead and pay up to the armed gang, then that's their business, too. Either a, I'm not uh, going to stand in their way. Uh, you know, a industrious shop owner, um, enterprising shop owner, will whip out his AK-47 and take care of this gang, which likely it would be a large gang, not a small one. So he would probably have to uh, institute the services of some kind of mercenary organization um, to protect him. Uh, but I don't know. It just it, it seems so scary, Ian. You also, I understand freedom is a scary thing. You also have to understand that in the world of the armed gang theory, as Michael is putting forth, the leaders of the armed gangs will also be vulnerable. Um, unlike today, where it's pretty difficult to get to you know, the president, especially if you're another government. Governments have agreements with one another that they can't uh, shoot each other's leaders. But with the armed gang uh, that's run by some wealthy madman, then anybody is able to take that guy out, including his own henchmen. So if you've got uh, this you know, wealthy – let's just use Bill Gates as the example, right? Because everyone loves the concept of Bill Gates taking over the world. So if Bill Gates uh, – <laughs> I don't sudden, think Bill has any such uh, compunction. Of course not, because you have to be good to people to get money in the first place. But nonetheless, let's say Bill Gates goes crazy and uh, decides he's going to start uh, extracting money by force from businesses instead of providing them with software that they want to purchase on a voluntary basis. Uh, so he starts extracting money from people, and then somebody decides, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm going to put a bounty out on Bill Gates' head. In fact, a, a whole bunch of different... Protection agencies, which have already sprang up in the marketplace because that's what's going to happen because of consumer demand, uh, the different protection agencies might pool together some money and offer a very, very large bounty on the head of Bill Gates. It says, well, this man is threatening the wonderful peace that we have had in this uh, free market society up until now. And You're assuming that you would have gotten peace in that free market society. Yeah. Um, Again, if if there's violence from day one, then the people who are violent will be taken out by those with guns who will defend themselves. And so the violent thugs won't last very long because freedom allows you to defend yourself without having some government breathing down your neck, uh, throwing charges at you for murder when you've just defended your family uh, from some uh, gang of thugs trying to steal your possessions and rape your wife and that sort of thing. Anyway... 
Um, so a whole big old bounty will be placed on Bill Gates' head, and anybody will be able to collect it, dead or alive. And I think that'll be a pretty big deterrent to anybody that wants to go ahead and rule the country or take over land masses by force. And then I'm not, I haven't even touched on the factor that money is an issue because uh, government funds its violence through the printing press. Because government would not be able to successfully engage in all of the warring actions that it does if it weren't for the fiat currency. That's one you can't disagree with me on, Mark. No, the fiat no. currency is key number one to the government's war-making powers. Considering that um, any business, any private currency creator that tries to create fiat currency will be competed out of the marketplace by people with real value-backed uh, currency, that's not going to work. No one's going to take their crappy dollars. So they can't print money to buy weapons and that sort of thing, which means they'll have to use their actual value, their actual money, to buy these things. Um, and they're going to run out at some point. They, they can't. It's just not a – you know, uh, when, you, when you blow up bombs and you shoot people, you're blowing up your money. You're destroying the money that you just spent. And you're not getting any return value for it. Normally in the marketplace, when you – in any regular market transaction that doesn't involve violence – you usually get something in return for the money that you spend. There's a chance you could get ripped off, but in that case, you're gaining knowledge. Um, but you get a product, and you turn over money. When you're buying a bomb, you have the product, but as soon as you use the product, it's gone. Product's gone. Um, and there's, nothing, there's no, nothing left but a crater. So it's not like you can scavenge up the things that the bomb... It's not like the bomb blows things up and turns them into gold for you to go and scavenge the gold up and buy more bombs with. This is a dead-end, zero-end game. There is no, uh, there's no way to win. Well, you I will lose. If you want to inflict violence on people, you will lose eventually. I certainly agree with your um, thoughts against government. I don't know if I agree with the ones for no government. 800-259-9231. It's for self-government, Mark, not no government. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. So do enjoy those on us. Uh, That, again, is freetalklive.com. Those features do include the archives, an entire year's worth of the show, right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience for free. That's freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters created by top attorneys. LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation or limited liability company. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL. That's like Free Talk Live. Code FTL to save 10%. LegalZoom.com. Let's go to the phones. To the fun. Talk to Marco calling from Germany. Marco, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Marco. Greetings from Germany, gentlemen. What's on your mind? You can hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about um, the support for uh, the presidential candidate, uh, Ron Paul, here uh, across Europe, because uh, you may not know, um, there are a lot of uh, friends of liberty here in Europe, in Germany, uh, all across Europe, mm-hmm. uh, who support um uh, Ron Paul in his struggle for freedom. That's amazing. So um, we have um, some internet sites and uh, 
They even uh, made some protests. You can see it on LeeRockwell.com. LeeRockwell.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I actually saw and I saw the one, I think I saw the picture of the French supporters of Ron Paul. What's the purpose? Yeah, they are French supporters, uh, Belgians, uh, Germans. I think it's pretty British. exciting, Marco, that uh, Ron Paul has got followers or people that are interested in his campaign outside of the country. But what is the purpose of it? I mean, are you trying to contact your American friends uh, or family you might have in America? What What can you realistically do in Germany to help get Ron Paul elected? In the United States, um, I don't think this is the the major goal to to help him to be uh, to become elected. Uh, it's more um, um, you know a sign of hope for us here um, in Europe because uh, in Europe you have um, a totalitarian state almost. You have uh, the national states, the European national states are um, more authoritarian or um, authoritarian or um, totalitarian than uh, the United States are right now. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it's a sign of hope for us because it's unthinkable that you would have um, maybe uh, such a politician like Ron Paul uh, running for office here in Germany. There are no such politicians here. Sure. Um, so um, Ron Paul is our hope too. It's hope for, for all um, friends of liberty and freedom. It's all across the world, I think. It's a wonderful thing. That's excellent, Marco. And I suppose the more uh, chatter going on over across the Internet, the better, uh, the more likely that somebody is going to see his name and get, you know, get interested, finding out more about what uh, Ron Paul stands for and all of that. And It's pretty exciting. So you've been doing protests. Uh, you've obviously been talking on, on Internet forums, that sort of thing. And, uh, right. wow, that's incredible. Keep up yep. the good work, okay, Marco? And uh, don't miss to visit my website. It's a new libertarian conservative website. Uh, it's called opponent.de. Opponent? That's opponent? That's opponent, like the opponent, yeah. Got it. Singular. De opponent. For Germany. De. Gotcha. Thank you for the call, Marco. We really appreciate yeah. hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I know Marco's been trying to call all week long. And uh, he's just, I guess, you know, international connections aren't the greatest. He's sort of been on hold and then dropped off. And then yeah, I'm sure he's it's probably not cheap calling internationally either. <laughs> so that's dedication there. I just you. went to opponent.de. It's entirely in German. Well, there you go. It's for our German <laughs> listeners. I can't read anything. <laughs> well, at least you got the website right, Mark. Yeah, well, there it is. I, I see pictures and stuff. Um, 800-259. There's Ron Paul. 9231. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to Stefan in Oklahoma. Stefan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, hey uh, about, that, about that website that uh, Marco just called in. Hey, man, use Google. Google Translate? But, uh, Google uh, yeah. Translation? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm sure if you type, you know, opponents.de into Google, it'll come up, and it should give you, like, a little translate link because it'll know that it's in German, you know, yeah. by, the, uh, by the TLD. Google is smart like that. Yep, they are awesome. So what else? Anyway, hey, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, you were talking about uh, how bombs were basically you were just blowing up your money and, and stuff like that. That's right. Well, uh, I just wanted to say something about that. And before I say, you know, I, I I do agree with you that buying or spending money for bombs, especially money that they just printed, which devalues the money I have, you know, is is a retarded idea. But mm -hmm. but you could argue that uh, any munition that you buy when you do consume that munition, you are it is providing uh, or it is uh, um, gaining you something. I mean, you're doing work. It's, I, I sort of equate it to buying, like, fuel or food. 
you know, once I've consumed that fuel or food, it's, it's gone. So basically you could say that I'm burning my money or, or, or eating my money. Yeah, but the fuel is getting yeah. you from point A to point B. The fuel, uh, the food is right, getting you from day one to day two. Um, the bombs work. just yeah. take life. Well, exactly. you know, in, in the that, case of... Uh, and I'm not, I'm not arguing that, but also you could look at it like this. If I were to buy some bullets for my gun, some rounds for my gun, mm -hmm. uh, and if somebody initiated force on me and I were to protect myself, that would... That's totally different. I mean, different. I think that's a good invention. That's okay. Uh, There's, I have, I'm not yeah. against... I'm not anti-weaponry. I'm all no, for self-defense, and I think you're right. You know, there's a place and time for, for weapons, but initiating force will never result right. in positive right. results. And, and like I said, I, I, I don't... I don't disagree with you on that. I, I mean, I know our government is initiating force in, in, in whatever endeavors right. they get into overseas. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to argue, I, I guess, semantics with you. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Stefan. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. When you're dealing with uh, consumables, you are gaining a, a perceived benefit, at least. There's something... Uh, you, you are moving into the future. You're creating more life for yourself. You're, uh, you're creating the path to get to work in the case of burning the gasoline in your car. Uh, but when you're blowing up bombs... There's nothing that's created from that. Yeah, okay, if you buy a bunch of fireworks, you could create a little bit of happiness for, uh, for a half an hour or something. But I'm, I'm not talking about fireworks. I'm talking about real destructive capability uh, ordinance. Well, you know, um, buildings being destroyed, bodies being eviscerated. When you buy a, uh, you know, a, a, a box of 9mm uh, semi-wad cutters, you're, you're purchasing uh, practice, mm -hmm. you know, so you'll get you're better. You're improving and, yourself. Right, yes. you'll get better and better with your aim and, and that kind of thing. So that's that's a value. There's certainly a place in the market. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's a place in the market for consumables and, uh, and bullets and, and that sort of thing. I'm saying that when they're used in an initiatory, initiatory force method, you will lose every single time. You may, be, you may succeed in killing a few people, but eventually someone's going to get you back. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live, Matt. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? Uh, shifting gears a little bit. Sure. Um, I have a 13-year-old son. Uh, I live in a town of about 26,000. Mm-hmm. And he uh, has been going to summer camp this year. And he's informed me of three kids in his summer camp that listen to Free Talk Live. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Without his influence? He, they started talking about it one day. It is such a small world. Hang on, man. I'm going to bring it back. 800-259-9231. I'm sure there's a little more to the story. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. We've got a lot to talk about here, including an upcoming employment crackdown right here in the United States. This is Free Talk Live. George Phillies is the right candidate for president, a serious, well-educated candidate who stands for the basic principles of liberty and the basic principles of this nation. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, libertarian for president. I approved of this message. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. So do enjoy those on us, including the wiki over 1,375 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. You can see it for yourself at wiki.freetalklive.com. You can even change it to your heart's content, wiki.freetalklive.com. 
The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. 1-800-259-9231. Back to Matt in Illinois. Now, Matt, you were just starting to tell us that your son, who is 13, is going to summer camp. And he somehow, just through having conversation, stumbled across the fact that, was it two or three of his uh, co-campers were Free Talk Live listeners? Um, three of them. That's incredible. And I think there's maybe um, 30 or 40 kids. It's, it's run by the park district, the local park district. Wow. Um, he's actually in camp because he got in trouble earlier this, this year. Uh, Was it like five. a juvie camp or something? No. No, it's not the juvie camp. But, I figured we'd be uh, number one with listeners at the juvie camp, though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we needed uh, we needed to be able to know that he was somewhere where he wasn't uh, seeing some people that he shouldn't be seeing. And, gotcha. Uh, um, so we, we uh, signed him up for the camp. Um, and actually, it's quite a burden for us because uh, we don't have a lot of money, and it's costing us quite a bit of money. Hmm. But um, I'm not sure. I, he, he told me when I asked him, you know, how do you... I would just start talking about Free Talk Live. He just he said that he was just talking about it because I was listening to it, and these other kids said, "Yeah, oh, yeah, we listen to that show." That is couple, amazing. A couple of them listen uh, listen to it on the uh, internet. One of them, his mom doesn't want him listening to it. <laughs> so no I doubt. Guess that, I guess he downloads it or something. Right. If the parents don't want him to want him to listen, it's just more likely they're going to uh, very very carefully uh-huh. listen and to as one, much as possible. One of them um, listens to it with his mom. That's great. And then a uh, third one, I, I'm not sure about. Wow. I didn't ask. Very cool, man. Was that all you wanted to share tonight? Yeah, and uh, I was going through the shrine of female listeners. I was looking at all the female listeners that you got. I was wondering why they don't call more often. Why they don't call more often? Well, I don't know. That's an excellent question. Of course, you have to be listening live usually to be inspired to call unless something has happened that you really just have to get out to the world that you'll just pick up the phone and call if you haven't been listening. Um, so it's just a fact that talk radio is listened to more heavily by males. Uh, that's unfortunately the way things are. And So you that's, know, that the, weighs in. The numbers are, um, you know, as we're told in talk radio business, who knows if it's true, that there, for every female caller, there's at least 50 to 100 female listeners. There you oh, go. Okay. Matt, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. What are there, maybe 100 women on the uh, Shrine of Female Listeners? I don't know. I haven't counted in a long time. We're probably close that's, to that number. That's yet. one caller. Um, so, as far as the uh, the lady callers are concerned, we try to do everything we can to encourage it. I mean, women callers come first on Free Talk Live, mm-hmm. and maybe we just don't mention that enough. I don't know. Ladies, you know the, the numbers, 800-259-9231. I think I read something somewhere that suggested that females have um, more sensitive hearing at the, the higher end of the spectrum, the audible spectrum. Mm-hmm than males do, and so therefore they're less likely to be able to tolerate some of the static and that sort of thing on the AM band, which is, of course, where our show appears on the in the radio world. We do have our, our Internet female listeners, but again, then you're dealing with a very, very small segment of our listenership, and of that segment of our list, of the Internet segment of our listenership, we're still heavily male. Uh, you know, the listeners are still heavily male, so right, you know, just it's a percentage of a percentage of a percentage that could ever call the show. So. If you want to see what, the, uh, what people online have responded to as far as the demographics of the show go, go to demo, that's D-E-M-O dot freetalklive.com, and if you haven't filled it out, 
fill it out. We'd love to uh, know, you know, the, the bigger in tab, the better. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go into your email box, uh, box, Mark. You've got something about fiat currency, which we touched on earlier in the hour. Right. Um, you know, the uh, caller called in and was talking about uh, fiat currency and the dollar situation. This one's from Steve. I'm not sure the dollar situation is all that grim. The government inflates the currency, that's for sure. In fact, it is the uh, stated goal of the Fed to inflate the currency. The Fed believes that a small and predictable um, rate of inflation, that's 1% to 3% a year, is a good thing. There's some textbook Yeah, because it puts money into their pockets. There's some textbook economic reasons for this and and you know I I think that may be so. I think that there's also some disadvantages and people should be able um people should be able to choose that for themselves. If they want to use a fiat currency, you mean? Right. Well, they could choose the Liberty dollars just that not very many others have chosen to accept it. So there are some com- uh, competitors out there. Oh, I think you could probably use gold and silver a great deal in your dealings if you so chose. It's difficult. Go ahead. However, this inflation is only a detrimental effect on your dollar holdings. Most people hold the bulk of their wealth in other forms. Your house is immune to inflation. Your stocks are immune. Your gold is immune. And most people don't save, so, you know, I guess it's not a big deal. A 30-year fixed uh, mortgage is also immune. People's incomes uh, take a hit if they're on fixed income, but a cost of living raise is standard in almost all employment situations these days. Hold on. Ian, do you get a cost of living raise? No. I don't get one either. Just... You know, Nor I know does it necessarily keep you up with inflation either, because you have to remember the government cooks the books when it comes to inflation. They're going to they're gonna claim it's 2 to 3 percent, when in reality it's 8 to 10 percent. Right. And we nobody's saw, getting that kind of cost of uh, living raise. We've seen nobody. Uh, fuel and housing in the last five years just skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the, um, what, what's the ex- explanation for all that? I'm not sure... I think, this is just speculation on my part, I think that the government printed a whole bunch of money in order to uh, pay people off in Iraq, as far as, and they called these footballs. Mm-hmm. This, um, you know, there's news stories about this, that they printed these, I think it was $100,000 wads of cash um, in these things they called footballs in order to get things done over in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, if they couldn't say, oh, well, the government will pay you, because nobody believed that, they could just hand over a football gotcha. and, and get crap done. And I think they printed off these footballs, and it's affecting our, and we're paying for it now. Well, wasn't it? last year that they stopped reporting the M3 numbers, which was a really... I think it was that was a, the year before. Maybe it's... I, I don't remember. But it was recently that they stopped doing that, and that was something that a lot of people were able to use to help calculate how much uh, inflation was going on. Right. Now they're not reporting that now anymore. They only, now you have M0, M1, and M2, and it's a little harder to extrapolate how much money's been printed you as can a result. Still, you can still work it, but um, it's more difficult. So yeah, it, why it, are they doing it's that? It's a hazier picture. What do they have to hide? Inflation, of course. Okay, remember, salaries and wages are prices, too. Absolutely true. And they go up with inflation the same way as any other. But not they don't go up the same rate. They don't, no. They don't go up um, quite as quickly because uh, when the government inflates currency and then pushes that money out into the uh, marketplace by buying things, they buy it at the old rate. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we all take a hit in that. And it's not like wages immediately just shoot right up. Sure, my grandfather could buy a hamburger with a nickel, but he probably earned a dollar an hour. Economists like to refer to real dollars, meaning adjusted for inflation. And people's real income and real average wealth are on the rise. Inflation may be stealing, but it isn't an indicator of economic collapse. Well, I'm, not sure that, the, I'm not sure that wealth is, in fact, on the rise. Well, if wealth is on the rise, it's only because of the marketplace and not because of the currency. Yeah, I would I totally agree with that. Um, it doesn't really matter if the dollar is worth less if we all own more of them to compensate. Yes, the dollar is 98% of its value and uh, has lost 98% of its value in the last 100 years, but people also own 98% more dollars than they did back then. 
Now, as for China, I don't worry too much. I don't know if that's necessarily true. The dollars are concentrated within, you know, certain people's hands, and the people that really have the dollars are those who are printing them. Nonetheless. Certainly we earn more money than we did 20 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Mm. Um, now, as for China, I wouldn't worry too much about their threat because they would be um, the party to suffer most if they actually carried it out. Sell, <clears throat> excuse me, selling $1.4 trillion in debt for pennies on the dollar is throwing away $1.4 trillion of their own money. That isn't likely. Look, we threw away $500 billion in this war in Iraq already. But if China knows they're not going to get it anyway, if China understands that the U.S. is inevitably going to have to default on all of its loans because it just can't pay it back, there's just so much. I mean, they've, they've been taking loan after loan after loan from country after country. China might just simply say to itself, screw it, let's cut our losses, uh, let's get out of this. I mean, they're doing, I don't know how much debt China's in, but uh, I get the feeling they're on the rise as far as their, uh, their economy is concerned. They've, uh, they're really sort of uh, grasping the marketplace. They're not exactly a free market, but uh, they're moving in the right direction. At least that's the impression I get. Not that I've been there or anything like that. More on the Being way, there this help. is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free. 800-259-9231 would be the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site we give away. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show by going and shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link... Free Talk Live will get a percentage of anything that you purchase. There's 41 categories to shop in. There's all kinds of stuff to choose from. Everything from high-dollar items to cheap stuff. You'll find whatever you're looking for, whether it be clothing, electronics, or anything in between. Uh, go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You can even buy used items. Whatever you bet, uh, whatever you purchase, we get a percentage. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So, uh, we're talking about this email about fiat currency. Somebody's trying to convince us that, oh, this inflation, it's no big deal. Fiat currency, you're not being harmed. It's all right. That's just 2%, 3%. That's what? That's a good thing that we have inflation. And no, I disagree. It's not a good thing at all. Uh, the government economists would like you to believe it's a good thing. They'll tell you everything they can, every lie they can think up to make you think it's a good thing. But I think we've been, uh, we, I mean, considering you and I aren't economists for a living, Mark, I think we've done an okay job of debunking some of, some of his claims so far. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure that we've debunked much of anything, but, um, you know, I don't think he's saying that, uh, that that it's a good thing. I think he's more saying that it's not that big of a deal. I think it is a big deal. Okay. When the government can steal your money without even taxing you in the first place, that's a pretty big deal. Well, he's gone on to talk about China and their holdings of uh, 1.4 trillion American dollars mm-hmm. and how dangerous that is and their threat to uh, you know sell that off, I guess, slow and flood the market with dollars and therefore run the supply up and um, run the demand down and, and the value of the dollar down. So he says, anyway, now, as for China, I wouldn't worry much about their threat because they would be the party to suffer the most if they actually carried it out. Selling $1.4 trillion in debt, and I'm not sure that's true, that they would suffer the most. Yeah, I don't know why that would be. Well, you know, we would suffer greatly. Um, we have a lot more dollars than the, um, China does, and if they devalue that uh, those dollars, then, you know, we lose too. Mm-hmm. So they could hurt us. And governments have been able to ha- have over time shown a propensity to spend a great deal of their people's money at war we spent 
$500,000, and it will turn out to be significantly more once you figure in the uh, injured vets. You mean $500 billion. Excuse me, $500 billion uh, in this war in Iraq. Um, and it will be significantly more into the trillion area yeah. uh, after this war's over. And, you know, our government is batting an eye. Surge! we got to keep on going. It's hard work. They don't have to pay for it. Their kids do. Absolutely. So I'm not sure that I agree with that point. Nor is it likely that gold would be the chief benefactor of a falling dollar. We, Free Talk Live never claimed that gold would be a chief benefactor. We don't know what the chief benefactor will be, but we think that gold is a good hedge against, Historically it has been. against inflation. The releasing of $1.4 trillion into the uh, marketplace would be inflation. Mm-hmm. Okay. More likely, it would be another fiat currency like the euro. I think that it could be the euro. I'm not sure. Euro seems like a good uh, replacement for the um, dollar as the reserve currency of the world. I think the dollar is going to lose that at some point. Certainly in my lifetime, they're going to lose the status. Countries have already been selling them off. Yeah. Also, it's important to note that because the Fed maintains 1% to 3% inflation per um, year goal, this doesn't mean that inflation will never build on itself exponentially and hit a crisis runaway status. That only happens when governments desperate for money attempt to fund themselves on inflation. This creates runaway, the runaway effect because... What the do you think they're doing? That's well, exactly what they do. I don't know if it's runaway yet. Okay, it's not runaway, but that's what they're doing. They're funding themselves partially through inflation. They are funding themselves partially through inflation. The prices um, they need to uh, pay fund their, um, to fund their operations keep rising as a result of the inflation. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they need to inflate by increasingly bigger amounts. Right. This famously happened in Germany prior to World War II and is happening today in Zimbabwe under Robert Mugabe. I think um, they've got like 1,000% annual inflation in Zimbabwe, and Woo. it's much worse than the 3%, bad as 3% might be here in the United States. The U.S. government might fund some of its operations on inflation but it's only a small amount. The bulk of the funding comes from taxes and credit bonds. I'm not sure. You know, they don't like to release those numbers. That, that, that stuff is not readily available to me. I've been doing this show for five years now, talking about politics and, uh, you know, uh, money like that. And I'm not confident with the numbers I've been getting. Mm-hmm. Should they decide to pay for everything through inflation, then, they, um, then that would be a big problem that everybody should worry. But they're a long way from ever needing to resort to that. Taxes still bring in plenty, just not for me. I, uh, as I understand it, there are people out there who claim that the taxes are going to pay the interest on the loans. There are people that claim that. So I don't even know how accurate his claims are. I, I mean, all kinds of people claim all kind of thing, all kinds of things. Right, and it's and, difficult to know what the truth is. And the United right. States government keeps this all hush hush because it's the Federal yep. Reserve. The Federal Reserve doesn't say much. Exactly right. So wh- whether we're in a critical situation today, I don't know. I mean, everything seems to be okay. Prices are rising, and the money is inflating. Um, you know, when will it become very desperate? When will it become an awful uh, hyperinflation situation? I have no way. There's no way of predicting that. Does that mean we should all just kick back in our easy chairs and toss one back and say, ah, screw it, everything's fine. Let's just let the government handle the money system and we'll all be okay. You think there might be a reason why Ron Paul is making the fiat money system and the Federal Reserve Bank one of his three key campaign issues? You think there might be a reason for that? Maybe Ron Paul might have a bit of a you know better grasp on what's going on behind the scenes in Washington, D.C. than you do, Mr. Emailer? He is a United States senator. I mean, excuse me, a representative. Yeah, and he's been doing it for nine terms or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, you know, whenever I've heard Ron Paul address fiscal issues, I've always been pretty wowed by how uh, how well he gets it. That guy has has done some study on these issues, and he thinks it's pretty critical. 
And there are a lot of other people who do as well. I think the emailer has a point, um, which perhaps it's not the biggest crisis that's facing the United States of America. Maybe withholding taxes is that. Maybe the war in Iraq is that. But it's big, and it's important. Absolutely. Is he done? Uh, yeah, it's over. Okay. I wanted to tell you about uh, something that happened to me today. What? Just before the show, um, I guess it was maybe 5 p.m., some, 5 or 6, somewhere in there. I get a call on my home phone, which is a very rare occurrence indeed. Mm-hmm. It usually means you're calling. Um, and so I answered it, expecting you. And I got a recorded uh, Rasmussen uh, poll. Oh, really? And so they were asking me questions. I figured this was New Hampshire, because it's New Hampshire, and they wanted to know mm-hmm. about the presidential election, that likely they would be uh, weighing the things that New Hampshire voters would say. They asked me whether I considered myself a Democrat and Republican or um, Independent or whatever, so I reluctantly pushed Republican. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they asked me how old I was, if I was likely to vote, if I had voted. Um, you know, and then uh, they gave me my choices of, if Giuliani was running against Hillary Clinton, how likely would you be to vote for Giuliani? Press one, two, three, four. I pressed four. Unlikely. What is it? Okay. Most unlikely? Most unlikely. Got it. Um, then they gave me McCain, they gave me Romney, and they gave me Fred Thompson. Hmm, they forgot Ron Paul. Funny. Um, so they got me as a Republican uh, saying essentially none of the above to the Republican candidates. Right. Now, as you know, several of these, um, these fo- online phone – excuse me, the phone polls have come up none of the above. That's the reason correct. that I answered none of the above is because I'm going to vote for Ron Paul, and if I don't have the choice of Ron Paul, I'm likely not. I'm, I probably will will vote for George Phillies, uh, for um, you know the Libertarian candidate, or whoever it turns out to be. Right. I'm just not going to vote for one of these Republicans. Yeah. Not. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they make me sick. I can't. I couldn't live with myself. I, I really couldn't. You know, I look at these guys. I hear them talking the crap that George Bush talked um, in 2000 mm-hmm. about how he's a small. No, they're not fiscal conservative. Are they blah, 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 blah. Yeah, absolutely. Fred Thompson says that. He's just lying. Okay. I mean, his voting record in the Senate is obvious. I mean, how you can say that and at the same time say you want to go and blow up a country, I don't understand. I mean, at least when George Bush ran for president, he ran on a no-nation building platform. He right. ran on a real small government platform, which is why a lot of people voted for him. Most of them, um, the Republicans, don't want to... St- they're not big war proponents. They've kind of distanced themselves to some extent, but it's not like they're going to get us out of there. And when I say real small government, all I really know about his platform is what I saw on his campaign signs. It said smaller government. I, I knew he was a big government guy because he's a Republican, just like Democrats are big government people, too. So that's why I voted for Harry Brown in 2000. So uh, so you answered the phone poll. Was that it? Was it quick? Was it how, how many questions was it? It was um, probably five minutes, five minutes long. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many questions. Automated? Like 20. Auto- automated. Uh, woman's voice. Hmm. And uh, so, you know, they gave me those choices and, you know, asked me uh, if I was, you know, some government people, whether I was happy, unhappy, whatever with them. They gave me George Bush, unhappy. You know, they gave me Hillary Clinton, unhappy. Right. You know, I just, I'm unhappy with Good. everybody of the, of the government. I, I think I gave Fred Thompson uh, a three, which is somewhat unhappy. Sometimes you will get an opportunity to leave comments. Was there that towards the end? There was not. No. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Mm. Interesting. Uh, 800-259-9231 would be the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Hour number two is on the way, and we're going to talk about a couple crackdowns. Uh, two different areas. One, immigration and the workplace. The federal government is threatening a major employment crackdown. Also, the United... Uh, excuse me, the EU... The European uh, European Union is considering a new travel authorization scheme that they're going to implement on American citizens. Why? Because the American government 
is implementing a travel authorization scheme on EU citizens. So it's like a back and forth thing. We'll explain on the way. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. From Financial Times, FT.com, travelers from the United States are facing an EU crackdown. U.S. business travelers and tourists flying to the European Union are now facing the threat of the same laborious registration requirements that Washington has demanded of Europeans in the latest U.S. security crackdown. So it looks like the door swings both ways as the U.S. increases its level of uh, hoops that people from across the world have to jump through in order to travel to the United States. So, too, are the European Union countries. They're Mm -hmm. saying, well, if you're going to inconvenience our people, we are going to inconvenience yours. In its first reaction to the the new U.S. visa law, which I don't know much about, the European Commission said it was considering a so-called electronic travel authorization scheme, similar to the American plan, that would require foreigners heading to the EU to give notice of their travel plans before departure, meaning you'll have to tell the EU that you're coming. The threat has been conveyed to senior U.S. officials and lawmakers, with one letter sent last month stressing that a European system would, of course, operate on a reciprocal basis. A spokesperson, bureaucrat for the EU executive, said no final decision had been taken, but the idea had received new impetus by the adoption of a U.S. counterterrorism bill last week that requires travelers to give U.S. authorities at least 48 hours' notice of their plans to visit the country. Well, you know, um, I I think that this might be a very powerful uh ultimatum given to the United States government by the EU, which is that, um, you know, if you keep on uh, bothering our people that are visiting your country, then we're going to bother your people that are visiting ours. I don't know if the government's going to care about that. They may not, but, um, you know, they may not, but uh, enough of their constituents get upset, and they will. Maybe. Anyway, things are escalating here, and it uh, behooves you to be aware of this. Uh, George Bush, the... uh, he apparently signed a law last Friday in spite of repeated appeals by the Commission and European business groups to reconsider the measures. The law will tighten scrutiny of travelers from the 26 developed countries whose citizens do not at present require visas to enter the United States, including Britain, France, Germany, and most other Western European countries. The spokesperson for the Department of Homeland Security in the U.S. said the U.S. was comfortable with the EU having a reciprocal system. Quote, it would lend itself to increasing baseline security for air travel throughout the West. So the government's all just want, just peachy keen with these ideas. Hmm. More security, more inconvenience, hip-hop hooray. European business groups voiced sharp criticism of the U.S. law and international relations advisor at Business Europe, a pan-European federation that lobbies on behalf of more than 16 million companies, said, quote, The measure is a setback for business travelers, and we are concerned about it. Business travel to the United States is a very regular activity. The law demands the screening of all air and sea freight at foreign ports before being shipped to the United States. 
And then, the, you know, the story goes on here. Uh, we are following with concern the tightening of security measures in the U.S., which impose a burden that's not justified by the benefits, said the uh, said one of the experts. They added that the law, quote, contradicted all existing custom security initiatives, which are based on targeted risk analysis. Uh, according to BDI data, it takes about 10 minutes to scan each container, meaning that the screening of a large cargo ship could easily result in an additional delay of 1,600 hours. That means nearly 70 days before the shipment can make it here to the United States. Am I reading this right, Mark? It, 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 does this mean it's going to take business shipments an extra two and a half months to make it here? I hope they're not shipping perishables. This is incredible. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, and even just leaving out this cargo thing that I may not completely understand, they're going to make it more difficult for business travelers and apparently for anybody. Anybody who's traveling to the United States has to give 48 hours notice of their plans to visit the country to the United States. That seems a little nutty to me. That's what they're requiring here. And let's jump back a moment and tie this into a story that we reported on, I don't know, about a year ago. That story was that international travel to the United States has fallen by somewhere between 17 and 21 percent over the last five years. So prior to this new law being passed, it dropped off 20 percent. Prior to all these new requirements, it has already fallen off, you know, the cliff precipitously. That's a pretty significant drop. That's not that's no three percent inflation rate. That's a twenty percent loss in visitors coming here, whether for business or pleasure. The point is they aren't coming here and they aren't spending their money here anymore. I can't imagine why Disney doesn't just lobby like hell against all this. I, I just I, it's, they it's, have some clout. I just can't imagine why they don't do it. I just wanted to bring this news to you because now it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. I feel awful for anybody that is in the same business that Disney is. Anybody that's business, uh, you know, is is it, where it's important that you have international travelers coming in, uh, coming through the door, whether it be a a bed and breakfast or Walt Disney World. You're going to have a tougher time doing your business because the government wants to keep you safe from the scary terrorists. Is that worth? Is it worth the trade to you to lose your livelihood? In order to stay safe from this boogeyman of terrorism out there? It seems like if, in fact, you are scared of, the te- scared of the terrorists, that this is what they wanted in the first place. To destroy the economy? To destroy yeah. freedom? I mean, it, it's, it, it's more effective. What the government has done since the terrorists to combat the terrorists has been more effective in crushing the American economy than, what, than whatever um, buildings terrorists could fly planes into. Ah, but just wait, Mark. Speaking of crushing the American economy, the U.S. government always has extra cards up their sleeve. And here's the other crackdown story that I have to share with you tonight from the New York Times. In a new effort to crack down on illegal immigrants, federal authorities are expected to announce tough rules this week that would require employers to fire workers who use false Social Security numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. Officials said the rules would be backed up by stepped-up raids on workplaces across the country that employ illegal immigrants. And anybody else that happens to be employed get caught up in the raids. Right. Uh, you know That'll ruin your day. Look at the no-fly list. These are the same people that operate the no-fly list that yep. stop seven-year-olds from uh, flying because they've got uh, you know, some mixed-up list. What's going to happen? How many months am I going to be out of work while they get their little list fixed? Look, if you're on the no-fly list right now, you can't get off. You just can't get off. No. Nope, what's going to happen with their list President of uh, Bush. what's what's going to happen if there's um, if your social security number ends up on this list of fraudulent social security numbers? Don't act like it can't happen. It happens to Damn people right every can. day in America. The government screws up 
they have no incentive not to. After first proposing, this is the, so this is the other boogeyman. The first boogeyman's the terrorists. The other boogeyman's the illegal immigrants stealing our jobs. Mm-hmm. After first proposing the rules last year, Department of Homeland Security officials said they held off finishing them to await the outcome of debate over the immigration bill. That measure uh, died in the Senate in June. Now Bush administration officials are signaling that they intend to clamp down on employers of illegal immigrants, even without a new immigration law. Translation. Who cares about new laws? We're just going to crack down anyway. We're going to go ahead and just do whatever we want to, and what are you going to do about it? Hmm? What are you going to do? Say no to the armed police officers that are at your uh, door pounding on it? The new approach, or the approach, is expected to play well with conservatives who've long demanded a tougher stance on illegal immigration, but could also spur a renewed legislative effort to provide legal status for the estimated 6 million or so unauthorized immigrants in the workforce. The spokesbureaucrat for the Department of Homeland Security says, We are tough, and we are going to be even tougher. There are not... Can you believe these guys? They're just... You know, if it weren't so damn serious, they'd be laughable. They really would. There aren't going Scary to be is what it is to me. Mark, there aren't going to be any more excuses for employers and there will be serious consequences for those that choose to blatantly disregard the law. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. So apparently is is it is it apparently against the law now to hire someone without checking their social security number? Can I hire a kid from down the street to uh, mow my lawn without asking him for his social security card? What if he turns out to be an illegal immigrant? Am I going to be in violation? Will there be a raid coming soon if I hire the wrong kid to, to mow my lawn? I mean, you you might laugh and chuckle at that, but that's the logical extension of all this. That's They're how saying some, that's how some um, people have been kept out of the Supreme Court and other uh, nomination uh, nominee positions because they had been employing oh, a housekeeper or whatever, sort of under the table, mm-hmm. and they were afraid it'd come out as though this is some kind of terrible thing giving somebody a job. Right. It's a, it is apparently against the law to give somebody a job without having a social security number, and if it turns out that you were given the wrong social security number, you're supposed to feel good when the police come through your business and ransack it. There's more to this story, though, about the coming crackdown on American businesses. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. If you consider yourself a conservative, you are are probably somebody that holds business freedom pretty close to their heart. Are you ready to trade your business freedom away for the concept, for the idea, for the promise from the federal government that they're going to put a stop to illegal immigration, is it worth it to you? Are you ready to make that trade? 1-800-259-9231. More details on that here in a moment. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version as well. Waiting for you at freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's d2z.org. We're talking about a story in the New York Times. The Department of Homeland Security is getting ready to crack down on U.S. businesses. Well, they're saying they're only going to crack down on the ones that have illegal immigrants working for them, but I'm sure there's the 
there may be the possibility that they're going to break into a few businesses during the day, kick in the door, and come in with their armed goon squad as they've been doing here and there throughout the country over the past couple of years. Isn't it possible they could do that, Mark, and maybe raid the wrong business or discover that, hey, these guys don't actually have any illegal immigrants? Oh, so sorry. We'll see you later. Sorry to have wasted all of your day. It's not just a probable, uh, possible. It's not just probable. It's a statistical. It's a statistical guarantee that that's what's going to happen. Now, um, let's not mention that just complying with the new rules the federal government's going to implement on, as far as the illegal alien crackdown goes, that's going to cost businesses money. Every mm. business is going to suffer. All prices are going to go up on things produced in the United States of America, which means you and I will suffer. Sold whatever. Right here, all of us will all have to suffer to keep these illegal immigrants out of our country. Which, of course, if anybody knows anything about the government's wars on fill-in-the-blank, whether it be the war on poverty, war on drugs, war on terrorism, the war on immigration isn't going to succeed either. You just have to understand the way government works, and that is, it doesn't work very well. It, in fact, usually results in the opposite of its intended results. And so if you think that, if you even think for a moment that it's possible to keep immigrants out of this country, you're totally fooling yourself. There is only one way you could ever really do it. And the one way, if you really are serious about keeping immigrants out of this country, illegal immigrants, that you have to make a police state so awful, so tyrannical, so invasive... That none of them will want to come. That they'll want to stay in their s-hole countries. Right. It's it's like all those people that are trying to get into North Korea right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you have to do. You have to make a run and, for... And be, please be clear that if we do make a, a tyrannical police state, our economy will look like North Korea's too. Damn right. Experts say the new rules represented a major tightening of the immigration enforcement system, which employers for decades have paid little attention to notices known as no-match letters from the Social Security Administration that workers' names and numbers didn't match the agency's records. Well, of course, I just want somebody to do my job. I want somebody to swab the floors. I want somebody to put sandwiches together. I want somebody to, you know, get the job done. And I don't care what their Social Security number is. But now it matters. Now they're going to come in and have an armed gang of thugs come in and raid your business and go through your files and demand identification from all your employees. You know, I wonder, Mark, I said earlier that maybe uh, I I was sort of joking, well, half-joking, that they might come and question me for hiring a kid from down the street without asking for a Social Security number. But then again, that begs the, you know, it really begs the question, is a Social Security number required in order to work in America? I don't think that's true. It certainly wasn't sold that way. I think it may be required to work for a corporation in America. And everybody's been told in the world of business that you've got to have a corporation to do business in America. Maybe if there are businesses that don't have, you know, incorporated papers, like Free Talk Live, then maybe they'll be exempt from all of this harassment. Of course, most most businesses are incorporated for reasons, you know, they wanted to protect their assets and all of that, and you mm-hmm. know, uh, it, but but when you what comes along with that is that there's going to be some rules you have to follow because now as a corporation you are a, an entity that was allowed to exist by the government instead of just being someone doing business, you went and asked the government for permission to have some sort of level of protection. Well, now in order to get that protection, you're going to have to give up more information about your employees and possibly be subject to raids. 
Employers, especially in agriculture and low-wage industries, they said they were deeply worried about the administration's new stance, which could force them to lay off thousands of low-wage workers, uh, immigrant workers. More than 70% of farm workers in the American fields are illegal immigrants, according to estimates by Growers Association. You know, I was just thinking about what you were saying. Now, suppose there's uh, two companies that do... uh tomato picking mm-hmm. for a living. One of them's incorporated. One of them's a sole proprietorship because the guy has never gotten around to incorporating. He doesn't believe in incorporation. Whatever reason, he's a sole proprietorship. Do you think that the government goons, the ICE squad, is going to see the difference for one solitary second between the corporation that's employing these uh, illegal immigrants and the sole proprietorship? No. No, not for a second. That's because they don't understand the, you know, the subtle nuances and the differences. But nonetheless, one person has agreed to follow the rules and the others haven't. I just wanted to point that out. More than uh, 70% of the farm workers are illegal immigrants, according to estimates. Uh, Quote, across the employer community, people are scared, confused, and holding their breath, said the co-chairman of the Agriculture Coalition Coalition for Immigration Reform. Given what we know about the demographics of our labor force since we're approaching peak season, people are particularly on edge. The expected regulations would give employers a fixed period, perhaps up to 90 days, to resolve any discrepancies between identity information provided by their workers and the records of the Social Security administration. If a worker's documents cannot be verified, employers would be required to fire them or risk up to $10,000 in fines for knowingly hiring illegal immigrants. Mm. Illegal workers often provide employers with fabricated or stolen social security numbers to qualify for a job. Immigrants' rights groups and labor unions, including the AFL-CIO, predicted the rules would result in discrimination against Hispanic workers. They said they were preparing legal challenges to try to stop them from taking effect. Normally, I don't ever hear things I like out of unions, but in that particular case, I'm... I'm with them on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new rules responded to demands from groups opposing illegal, illegal immigration and from many Republican lawmakers uh, to enforce existing laws before offering legal status to blah, blah, blah. The new rules codify an uneasy partnership between the Department of Homeland Security and the Social Security Administration. Mark Hinkle, a spokesperson for Social Security, said the agency expected to send out about 140,000 no-match letters to employers this year, covering more than 8 million workers. After the rules are announced, the agency is anticipating a surge in requests from employers seeking to clarify workers' information. So get ready, employers. If you own a business and you get one of these letters, then you've got to jump through some extra hoops. You've got to jump through some more hoops just to prove that you are on the up and up and that everything's A-OK with your business and try to try your damnedest to stave off a, a federal ICE raid on your business. Social Security issues letters only to employers who have more than 10 workers whose numbers don't match when those workers represent at least one half of 1% of the company's workforce. And uh, the story goes on. So get ready, because the crackdown's coming. 1-800-259-9231. And I want to hear from somebody who is willing to trade their business freedom for the concept, for the idea that they might possibly be able to rid the country of illegal immigrants. Hmm? Are you one of those people? 800-259-9231. Because I'm not. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site... 
we give away, including the updates. Get signed up at the updates.freetalklive.com, and you'll join the list of hundreds of our listeners who are um, just getting emails whenever we send them out to let them know what's new with the show. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Opportunistic lawyers, judges, future ex-spouses, disgruntled ex-employees, and meddling bureaucrats. These people want your money, home, and car. What have you done to protect yourself? At KeepYourAssets.net, they are experts in sheltering your wealth. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. They'll show you how to keep your assets. That's KeepYourAssets.net. And uh, if you're thinking about going to Keep Your Assets, their uh, ad run is just about to go um, go away, and they said that they have not received enough um, response on their ads. So I'm just thinking, this seems like a good crowd for this particular uh, thing here. And, and it was sort of the same with LegalZoom. They went away, and then a bunch of people um, contacted them saying they wanted the service. Really? I'd rather... You know, and then they came back. Right, that LegalZoom came back. And I'm thinking that Keep Your Assets might be the same way. I'd rather not lose them for that period of time. So if you're thinking about Keep Your Assets, go do it now. Because I've done it. Seems like a good way in case, you know, one of these people, the, um, you know, but whether it's a bureaucrat or um, somebody suing you, wants to take away your stuff, it's a good way to protect it. Let's go to the phones. To the fun, talk to Lloyd in Connecticut. Lloyd, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind? You know, I, I see Social Security just as a, another form of tax. It, it totally is a form of tax. It's a 15% right. so, tax, in fact. Right. So, of course, they're going to want more Social Security numbers. You know, they're going to want everybody to have it so they can collect the taxes. Makes sense. No doubt about it. But, you know, uh, I said with the North American Union that down in Mexico City, there's a Social Security office next to the American Consulate. Okay. So... They may be giving out Social Security numbers to, like, Mexicans and not consider them as illegals, hmm. you know, uh, under, under the North American Union. It's speculative. Uh, there isn't a North American Union yet. Uh, yet so. Well, no, but there's, it's being administratively set up. It so, looks like it. I haven't seen any news on it in the last, that's, you know, dated this year, in the last eight months or so. So Well, I'm, Lou Dobbs isn't, like, talking like mad about it lately. Is that okay. right? Okay. But, you know, administrative stuff happens. But if, if you give a Social Security number to a certain group, you don't know whether they're legal or, or illegal, and it could be just smoke and mirrors, you know. So, well, how do you feel about this uh, this upcoming crackdown? Uh, well, it's just another um, intrusive thing with privacy, you know. Yeah, apparently businesses don't have that anymore. Thanks for the call, Lloyd. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Again, the New York Times reporting that the Department of Homeland Security is preparing to crack down on employers as the Social Security Administration sends out what they call no-match letters, meaning that when you go and you fill out the employment paperwork to get a job and you put in a Social Security number, it comes back, that Social Security runs a check on it, and it comes back that it's not matching up with a name that it's supposed to match up with, that sort of thing, or there's something that just doesn't click, then they send out one of these no-match letters to the business. Normally, the businesses can just ignore those. It's like it used to be just a notification. Now it's going to be a notification that if they continue to ignore it, they could be facing a $10,000 fine. They could be facing a raid from the Department of Homeland Security, from the ICE division, where, from what we've seen, they come in and they're, you know, they're dressed all in black, just like the cops love to do, as though... As though business people are going to, you know, be shooting at them or something. Whip out a cold anaconda forty-four magnum and start plunking away at them. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's the idea nuts. is just to inspire fear, mm-hmm. inspire fear in people, um, in people for their government. And you know, as Thomas Jefferson said, 
when the government feel fear the um, when the people fear the government, there's tyranny. But when the government fears its people, it's liberty. Right. And what happens if you're no? Uh, what what happens if these letters? They're saying here that this is going to affect everybody. This is going to affect all businesses. In fact, a lot of employers are saying that we just can't handle this. That uh, these new these new rules. I mean, it's going to create more paperwork burdens on business people. What happens if one of these letters that they send out just gets lost in the mail? Whoops. I mean, it's the United States Postal Service, so it's certainly a possibility that these letters aren't necessarily going to make it to where they're supposed to. Or if some if some administrative office assistant doesn't realize what it is he or she is looking at and says, "Oh, we've gotten these before," and tosses it in the trash, then you've got you've got a raid coming soon, and you won't even be expecting it. You won't even know what's happening, and you'll just be caught with your pants down. You'll have no idea what's going on. And so this could very easily catch up to employers that aren't even involved in hiring illegal immigrants, that have no knowledge whatsoever that they've hired somebody who didn't put the correct Social Security number down on their form. This is going to be a major hassle for a lot of business people, and you're right, Mark, it's going to do nothing but increase the cost of doing business, which is going to increase the cost of products and services, which is not a good thing for our economy. But hey, if that's what it takes to crack down on those illegal immigrants, if what we have to sacrifice is ours, the strength of our economy to cut these illegals out, then that's what we should do as good Americans, right? And this is the thing is um, the illegals, in some ways, certainly help to strengthen our economy. No doubt about it. 70% of uh, fruit pickers, illegal immigrants... And when and likely they're related to the other thirty uh, percent, you know. Right. Um, you know, and when they come, um, you know, here and they work hard, they're doing good things for us, for the American people. Sure, I'm sure that there are at, at at some point some fruit pickers were put out of work, but as a result, all of us get our fruit and vegetables at a cheaper price because people are working. You know, these these people are willing to work for less. I'm sure those fruit pickers that were put out of work are now working in a nice air-conditioned factory or something like that. You know, Likely they, they probably are. moved up in the world. And either way, my fruit's damn expensive enough as is. You know, a buck ninety-nine for a pound of grapes doesn't sound like a lot, but when you buy one of those bags of grapes, it's four pounds. You know, it's three, four, three pounds, and you're paying four bucks, five bucks, and that's on sale for a bag of grapes. I mean, fruit is... It's expensive. You should eat more bananas. And it's going to get worse as these new laws are are, uh, are enforced. Anyway, here's another story for you from uh, tcpalm.com. The, the coast of Florida, Tom McKenna, is a longtime Stewart businessman who speaks only English. He says that's why he's being kicked out of the storefront on uh, where he's run his seacoast water care for seven years. He says, I don't know how else to put it. On July 5th, the day after Independence Day, McKenna received a letter from landlord Ivan Monroe telling him to consider another location. Monroe said in his letter he wants to have a quality, he wants to have quality tenants serving the Spanish need in the area. McKenna said, I guess I just don't serve the Spanish need, whatever that means. I have plenty of Spanish-speaking workers come in here to buy water for their landscaping crews, he said, and people in the neighborhood use the vending machines out front to fill their water bottles for their homes. The building is on the east side of wherever, directly south of McKenna's store is a Texaco gas station where men, mostly of whom speak primarily Spanish, gather to wait for someone to hire them for day labor. The population of the Golden Gate neighborhood in the area has also become mostly Spanish-speaking. To McKenna, the business owner, that's irrelevant, as it should be. A customer is a customer is a customer. But all the signs for the check-cashing store and the Mexican restaurant that share the building 
are in Spanish. Apparently, the signs for Seacoast Water Care just don't fit in. They're in English. Monroe pretty much admitted that that's one of the reasons he wants McKenna to move. He says, I can have a vision, can't I? And his business just doesn't fit there. He's not a good tenant, in my opinion. He's been late on the rent. So, really, this is more of an excuse to get rid of uh, somebody who's a bit of a hassle, a tenant who you may not necessarily like that much. But, uh, the, the, you know, the newspaper's trying to spin this as an awful thing. That, oh, look at the Spanish takeover. It's an invasion. And now, now all these English speakers are getting uh, run out of their businesses. Well, I support um, the landlord in this this particular one. Absolutely. As far as I'm concerned, the uh, you know if the landlord wanted all of his tenants to have signs written in Swahili, sure, Mandarin, whatever. He owns the building. He can decide whether he wants to contract. That's a lease with anyone for any reason at all. As far as I'm concerned, I don't see why. I mean, I can understand this guy doesn't like the idea of moving. Moving's a pain in the butt. Sure. And if it's not your idea, generally it's a bad one. Hey, if you don't want to move your business, then buy a building. Now, what don't if, rent. What if this guy wanted to move because he didn't like being next to the uh, the Mexican store and the um, check cashing place that had signs in Spanish? Would be he be a bad guy? I wouldn't say so. I'd support his right to do so. Monroe said he had other problems with the uh, the business, a forklift that was never moved from the front of the store, and salt and other supplies in messy piles in an unprotected side yard. But what Monroe said about prospective tenants is the real clincher. And I love this quote. We'll share it with you here in a moment. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free. We do ask, though, that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. Learn more about the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. What's that mean, Mark? Well, it means that uh, we only use the money to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. It doesn't go to uh, paychecks or, you know, send us out for a nice dinner or anything like that. It's only to put ads in uh, trade magazines like Talkers Magazine. Uh, I, Attend conventions, yeah, that sort of thing, and, and really get out there and, and promote the show to more radio stations, thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. And you'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only chat room and forum, and more. All of the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. So I was sharing a story from, uh, uh, I think it's a newspaper, the tcpalm.com, Florida's Treasure Coast. Uh, one business owner is being kicked out of the strip mall that he's in. Because the owner of the strip mall wants to rent to Spanish-speaking businesses. And obviously he's very upset about this, but the guy's got his vision. The owner of the strip mall, he's got a business vision. He's got a plan. He wants to, to execute that plan. He hasn't really been that happy with this particular tenant. Not that he needs any excuses to get rid of somebody, but he's certainly got a sh- his share of them. The guy wasn't paying the rent on time, that sort of thing. Right. He says the guy wasn't paying his rent on time, and that would be sufficient. So... If he said that he, um, you know, besides saying this whole Spanish, uh, you know, wants to appeal appeal to Spanish speakers or whatever, it seems like he's got a legit reason anyway. Right, and uh, the area is predominantly Spanish, and so he just wants to rent to Spanish speakers. That's the thing, though. Stewart, Florida, isn't predominantly Spanish speaking that I'm familiar. He with. said the neighborhood that uh, that borders okay. these businesses is okay, and so he wants to get rid of this guy. But I found this quote really great. I wanted to share it with you. 
the oh, this is the owner of the the property. He says, Mexican people come in, you know they're going to stay, you know they're going to pay the rent. Unquote. So obviously he's had some real good experiences with uh, with Hispanic renters versus his uh, you know this this white guy renting the renting the property and he's he's had all positive experiences. I just wanted to you know share that with you just to show that. You know, all, we've got these people that call this show that make it sound like Hispanic people are just the most evil group of people that they, you know, they're carrying diseases, they're, uh, you know, they're trashy, and we've heard everything. We've heard all of the claims, and it just flies in the face of everything I've ever heard from people that have actually dealt with uh, with many Hispanic people. I'm sure there are deadbeats, but to suggest they're all that way is just not fair. Right, absolutely. I have uh, rented properties um, for my family and myself for years. We, I've had Hispanic renters, black renters, white renters, and what I can say is some of the Hispanic renters, some of the black renters, and some of the white renters have been deadbeats and have been uh, bad pay. There and you go. some of them haven't. That's all. They're just people, just like us. Let's go to the phones. Talk to John in Ohio. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yes, I, I'm going to uh, give you a scenario where uh, the facts are real and... Uh, it's very possibly a real conversation I would have with a arms manufacturer in France. Okay. Okay, I have a double-barreled shotgun manufactured uh, around circa 1884 okay. in Saint-Étienne, France. Okay. Got it. Uh, so I uh, get on the telephone and I call them. And the conversation would go something like this. You know, I have this shotgun, which I have no idea how it came to the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. What, what I want to know is uh, the history of the shotgun. Can I use uh, modern uh, powder in it, or is it strictly black powder? If I use the uh, modern powder, is this shotgun going to blow blow up in my face like a bomb? Seems like a sensible question to be asking. I don't know that the French government's going to know the answer. I think he's calling the company. company? No, 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 I'm talking about the NSA, who are uh, searching for these uh, certain words. So wait, you're saying the government's going to uh, monitor the conversation and hear you talking well, about black you know, powder and I'm, blow I'm up? Hitting, and I'm hitting these uh, certain words right. that they're looking blow up in your for. Face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes and sense. And am I going to end up on a uh, uh, search list? Mm. I you don't know, know by that. the FBI or the NSA or whatever. I think the search list might be a good thing um, compared to, or you know, it might be a better scenario than what could happen. Your name could go on the uh, terrorist no-fly list. You well, could be on... you know, this is something that very well could happen. Absolutely, it very well could. Though I, I tell you, I just don't believe. I don't. Maybe they really. Well, let do me carry have... this just one step farther. Hmm. Uh you know, this shotgun was manufactured by your company in France. If you don't have the capacity to uh, fix this, I know there is a great deal of talent in Pakistan uh, where they manufacture <laughs> arms uh, yeah. in- independently, uh, you know, one part at a time. It's an excellent Would question, Would you happen John. to know a manufacturer over there that could repair this uh 
barrel on the shotgun of mine. Right, and then you're dealing with Pakistan, which is more likely to get you attention. And I appreciate you bringing that up, and thank you for the call, John, at 800-259-9231. You know, it's, just, it's, a, it's a legitimate concern, though. And I've been told that the AT, like AT&T has a secret NSA room that they run a bunch of lines through, and there's computers processing at all times, monitoring things. I still just find it hard to believe, and maybe it's just because I haven't been presented with the facts. Maybe it's because I haven't, you know, I haven't really effectively been educated on this. Is it really possible to have computers monitor all international phone conversations originating from the United States at any given moment? Is that really possible? It sounds like it would take a lot of computing power, and I just don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of different people that are that are different companies that are handling the the phone traffic. AT and T's one of them. Is it possible? Do you know more about technology in that particular way? Are you a phone expert that you can you can help under, help me understand how that could be possible? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Because I understand the scare tactics. We've all heard about the uh, the echelon system. I think that's what they used to call it. I think they might have changed the name. I don't know. what, it, Whatever the heck it is. The system where... I've heard of something called Raptor, too. Whatever. You know, whatever the system is where the government claims it can monitor all phone conversations at the same time, monitor it for specific words like bomb and uh, that sort of thing. But I, I just find that claim difficult to believe. Let's go and screen to the amplifier line. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. You're on the air. Who is this? This is Kate, Kate calling from Warner, New Hampshire. What's on your mind, Kate? A um, couple of things about the old phone tapping systems from the government in the 90s. My old boss got a call from the CIA right after his cousin from Iran called wondering if he had a source for Volvo truck parts. Mm. Jeez. <laughs> this was back, you know, mid-90s. That's amazing. Yeah. Apparently so it, it can happen. happen. Yeah, it does. But what I really want to talk about is... And now uh, it's legal, by the way. Now, uh, with the recent law they just passed, uh, monitoring all international conversations, now totally legal for the government. Gotta love it. Ugh. So bad. Go ahead. What else was on your mind, Kate? Um, just about, I wanted to thank you guys for um, showing up to remove an in-party, since we're members of the Free State Project. I don't know if it's even worth thanking us, because all we did was show up. Everything was moved in by the time we got there. I felt awful. Yeah, yeah but you, you did a very important thing was eat some of the food, because we still have a ton of it. That's and true. it very much impressed my friends from Virginia who'd come up, who were thinking of um, signing on to the Free State Project, that you guys actually showed up. Well, that impressed... They impressed. must have been impressed by the, the crowd. Right. I mean, they're, they're, what was it? There, 30, 30 people. 30 people. Was, actually, no, with the people that left before you arrived, it was about 40. 40 okay, people so total. Mo- uh, you know, came to move um, for that move-in party. Incredible. I was impressed by that because I have actually not gone to any move-in uh, parties up until this one. So this was actually my first move-in party. Oh, thank and, you. And, um, wow, it was just stunning. It was like a little uh, pork fest reunion almost. It was amazing. <laughs> it was. So and there you, were a bunch of people who were moving box, boxes of books to the third floor of our, our place, mm-hmm. and I had never met them before. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin was complaining about that long trek up to the uh, the third floor there. I like the arsenal on the second floor, personally. I want you guys as neighbors. I would feel very safe having uh, Bill and Kate as my neighbors. It was incredible. So, very well, good. I think, Are you... I think they're renovating the, the the last apartment in this building, so we'll see what happens. Right on. Hey, so you're kind of feeling a little more settled in at this point, and looking back on the trip, I mean, what are your reflections? Um, well worth the move. Absolutely exhausting. And I probably should have had a better idea of what to do once we got here because 
I wasn't expecting 40 people to show up. <laughs> Surprise! That's what you get when you join the Free State Project and you move to New Hampshire to be a liberty activist. You All of a sudden, there's this incredible network of friendly people waiting to uh, to meet you and, and get, you, uh, get acquainted with you and help you. And it's just an amazing group of people. Kate, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Hour 3 is on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Let's go to the phones to start things out and talk to Johnson in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live, Johnson. Hey, hey, I just wanted to talk about something you brought up last hour, which was about uh, phone calls uh, being uh, monitored across the country, uh, that every phone, you know, whether or not it was technically and feasibly possible for all phone traffic it just um, across seems, the nation to be monitored. It seems so, so vast. I mean, there's so many people calling at any given moment. It just seems so difficult. Um, are you going to say that this is a possibility? Um, yeah, I think that it's absolutely a possibility, and I've heard several different uh, highly technical radio programs uh, from some people who were sort of insiders in the in the, the business. I actually heard one uh, very interesting call on a, on a radio show. It was uh, like a hacking radio show where this guy called, and the way he was the only way he was willing to be on the air was by calling. He called one of his friends who then relayed what he had to say to the person on the radio show by voice. I guess there's some, some, some sort of, a, I guess, technical term uh, called like something like a dead trap or something like that for, for that type of call where it's completely untraceable because there's, it's oh, air gapping, where there's actually no physical line link to that person because he wanted to, he, he thought that the information was, uh, he really didn't want it to trace back to him. I guess he worked for one of these phone companies. Hmm. At any rate, uh, what I'm hearing is that there, what I heard was that there are indeed definitely huge data centers. And the way that I would guess that this sort of thing works is that they would, and, and this is sort of new, I guess the old system, the carnivore program, they were scanning phone calls for words and then just sort of cherry picking out uh, the calls that they wanted to monitor. In other words, certain words like bomb, you know, Osama bin Laden, whatever, those certain things in a conversation would cause them to flag that call and mm-hmm. then record it from that point forward. Well, apparently what the system that they've switched to now is they gather up everything, like a vacuum cleaner. They, ca- you know, they capture all the calls, and I assume that it would be like a buffer that they would say have a certain time frame, maybe they capture a week's worth of calls, right? right? And then they have a week of playtime, right, for which a computer could then scan through, like something like, for example, there's a website like Podzinger or Podscope or uh, uh, I yeah. think it's Everyzinger or something like that. These these sites that are, allow you to search audio for certain words. Voice I mean, recognition is getting very, very good. There's no doubt about yeah. that. So I would assume that they could capture a buffer of audio and then search it. You know, then they would have these computers just go through this audio. So you don't then, believe the searching is being done live? You believe it's being done after the fact? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. I could. But, well, I mean, it might be, do, be being done both ways, you know, mm. um, both live and after the fact. And then they have certain calls that are flagged, and then they have certain people that they're paying to actually listen to those calls and decide whether, you know, make a human decision, do we want to keep this call or, or dump it? You know, and then they have... I, w- I would bet that there are certain levels of calls. Like, okay, these are fairly safe to just throw out. These are we might want to give a listen to. Cause yeah. Obviously, they're not going to be able to have a human being listen to every single call, but I bet they have different flagging systems. You know, I wonder – thank you for, for clarifying that, but I wonder of all the calls that are suspicious, right, with people using terms like bomb, you know, I wonder how many of them are just teenagers talking about who knows what. Oh, I try to do it often, actually, especially since I know someone who works for um, the – uh, the uh, sheriff's department. Every single call that I have with her, I try to mention things like <laughs> bomb and Osama, and you know, just every because it makes it upsets her. Right. So it's fun. <laughs> because, well, it would seem it would seem to me that um, if you were a, a terrorist and you were serious about being a terrorist and therefore serious about keeping your communications relatively secret, um, wouldn't you go through the extra steps that are necessary to encrypt your call somehow to... Which uh, is easy, very easy to do. I think you can download audio encryption programs uh, to be able to do that. Or you can even buy phones now that I think have built-in hardware encryption. Right. In which case, they can't monitor that. Then it's just going to be digital garbage uh, that they're going to be uh, be listening well, to. Well, if they can scramble it, they can descramble it. Yeah, but, but, but that takes that takes a lot more time. I mean, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, does it ever. Let, let's just, you know, to, to keep in mind here, even if you have super powerful computers, if you have an encryption code based on a, you know, a 256-bit key, which is, that's huge. I mean, let's just say 64-bit key. It's going to take you, if it's strong, in other words, if the key that's being used is something that ha- contains letters and numbers, and that key is then being used to encrypt data, especially audio, like, even text, if you're talking about a password, like a contextual password, it could take months to decrypt that key. Right. And if you're talking about audio data, forget it. We're talking years. I mean, and again, with strong stuff, if it's like it, as you go up in characters, as you get like 8, 10, 12 characters in that key, the, the gap jumps from months to years to millennia. Well, in that short little time frame. I'm sure the United States government, if it was coming from, say, uh, a North Korean submarine, if there is such a thing, um, that they would <laughs> by taking on water. <laughs> if there is such a thing as a North Korean submarine, um, that they would likely put a lot of computers on that and and be able to break it relatively quickly. But when you're talking about you know. all the telephone calls that are encrypted in the United States, and they, I'm not saying that there's a bunch of them, but there's enough to give them problems. I think that you may be right. I think that your average computer is actually fairly heavy. If you try to bring that many uh, supercomputers on the uh, North Korean rickshaws, they're probably going to sink and become submarines. Well, (laughs) Johnson, thanks for the call and the expertise. I really appreciate it. 800-259. No offense to the North Koreans listening. 1-800-259-9231. What he's pointing out to you, Mark, is that the, the longer the encryption code is, the more difficult it is to figure out. That's why they recommend when you go to websites that you have a password that's at least six characters long, and many sites want you to have letters and numbers mixed together because it's that much more difficult to, to crack. And so he's suggesting that, well... If you've got a decent encryption scheme, it may be several months, maybe years before they could even possibly crack it. And by that time, you've already had 20 other conversations, all of which you could have changed the encryption key every single time, meaning they'd have to crack each individual conversation if they wanted to listen to every single one of them. So it's just infeasible. It just on on 
in a re- in a world of reality, it's infeasible to possibly listen to these conversations, and especially if you mix in just innocuous conversations. What if you've got people out there that are just encrypting every conversation just because they like to? Then what? I mean, then they're going to be talking about their dogs and their love life, and then they're going to be wasting months decrypting that crap. I probably should have uh, asked the caller this, but um, what about can can I encrypt my phone and you not encrypt your phone? I don't know. Okay, that's a good question. Uh, either way, if you're going to encrypt your phone, I'd have to have some sort of decryption hardware on my end. It would seem like it. So, theoretically, that's possible, but if I don't have the hardware, then what good is that? So, if I've got the hardware, why wouldn't I want to turn my side on, too? All right, let's continue with the calls. Go to Dave in New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey there. Well, it seems like we've been having a problem... It is a good problem to have lately, and that is it takes a little longer to get through than it used to. It is a good problem to have, but it's always good to hear from you, Dave. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, I wanted to tell you a little bit about the uh, my open carry incident on on uh, Saturday, which I guess was my third open carry incident in New uh, Hampshire. yes. And uh, I was going to Murphy's Tap Room to the monthly three-stater meeting and uh, uh, walking towards it with a block uh, holstered and... Uh, Department of Safety trooper, a state trooper, spotted me and stopped me. And uh, as has happened before, people came pouring out of the restaurant, including a videographer, and this resulted in a, a YouTube video that, as of today, after just being on on YouTube for a few days, has got uh, twenty three thousand views. That's incredible! Wow! And that's actually because uh, somebody posted. I think Dennis Goddard or somebody posted it to Dig dot com, and it really blew up. It is an incredible video. Um, what's the easiest way for people to go and see this, Dave? I'd say go to YouTube and type "Open Carry New Hampshire." Okay, very good. It's a it's approximately I think a ten minute video or something like that. Um, what do you want to give us the rundown? How did this happen? What was your response when the the trooper approached you? For those of our listeners who aren't going to take the time to do that, do you have uh, do you have time to explain the situation? Well, what happened a little bit differently this time from in the past was that um, we have this new sort of citizen nine one one system, private like a private nine one one system sort of setup. Yes, uh, and uh, I just call that uh, from the. Um, Location where the cop was starting to ask. Dave, can you, can you hang on? I want you to tell the story, and I want to make sure you have enough yeah. time. Okay, hang on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It is an amazing one. We'll come back with it. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. That's 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. And some of those features include the bulletin board system, over 250,000 posts, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. We just uh, we had a call come in last hour at the end of the hour from Kate, who uh, her and uh, her, I think it's I think it's her boyfriend. I don't think they're married. Uh, but her and her boyfriend Bill uh, had recently moved from Virginia over the weekend. They moved up here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Uh, we've got Dave on the line in New Hampshire. He is also uh, what one would consider an early mover of the Free State Project. And it's it's 
Things like what you're about to describe, Dave, that are really getting people excited. They're really getting people uh, ready to move as soon as possible. It's great activists like you and Russell Canning and all the other people out there here in New Hampshire that are really getting people revved up and helping people move sooner rather than later. Now, what you're going to tell us is you just started a story where you were going to what is a regularly scheduled meeting of uh, Free State Project early movers and activists here in New Hampshire, in Manchester, at a place called Murphy's Tap Room, which actually happens to be owned by Free State Project members and early movers. And uh, and you were walking towards the tap room. What were you, about 40 feet away from the entrance? Something like that? Dave? Do we have Dave back? Dave in New Hampshire? Can you hear me? Okay, we hello? Got you. We've got you. What hello? Were you about, okay. How far were you parked away from the entrance? I was about 50 yards away from the entrance. So 50 yards away from the entrance, you started walking towards the place when a state trooper decided to pull you aside that's correct um and he uh you know he saw that i was wearing a, a glock on my hole in a holster and he just had just a short time whether to decide whether to try and stop me or not was he on uh, foot or was he pulling up on you know in his vehicle at that time he was driving by gotcha but anyway he stopped behind me then got out and you know said sir you know i kind of speak with you for a second and uh so as i always did i just kept my hands easy where he could see them you know and uh he said, don't reach for your gun. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I said, of course, I'm not going to do that, you know. And um, But he uh, he proceeded to ask me various questions. He wanted my identification, and I wouldn't give it to him because you're not required to show identification as a pedestrian. That would mean you have to carry identification as a pedestrian. Sure, and you could just be out uh, for a walk. I mean, there's no uh, requirement to, to carry ID at all times, thankfully, in this country, at least not yet. And uh, what was your what was your response to him when he asked you for your ID? It was I it was on the, caught on the video, but uh, for those that don't have the benefit of watching that, what what was your response? Well, you know, I mainly said I intend no disrespect, but I'm not going to show you my ID. I'm not required to. Right. I, I, I love the way you handle these cops because you you weren't rude, but at the same time you were very firm in that you knew your rights and you were exercising them. Correct. Uh, and uh, so you know, he didn't like that. He really wanted to know who I was and everything. I, called, I kept telling him who I was. I, I said, I'm Dave Ridley, you know, and um, mm-hmm. from Manchester, and that's all I'm really required to tell you. <laughs> I'm not, not required to show you papers. He's, he's and, lucky uh, he got that out of you. Uh, the last time I was around activists that were dealing with the cops uh, was Lauren Canario, who insisted that her name was V. She was wearing a V mask at the time, <laughs> so he should feel good. So what else yeah. happened, Dave? That's true. Well, uh, you know, of course, the, the, you know, uh, uh, Roger came out and started filming it uh, very early on. They saw me inside there, and I was on the the, the, the line with Porcupine 411, kind of giving play-by-play as to what happened. So he sort of melded that audio into his video. Let me Before you go on with the description, let me give a quick uh, rundown of Porcupine 411. It's a brilliant uh, little piece of software that was created by, actually, our IT guy, Error, here. Uh, he does behind-the-scenes work on Free Talk Live, but uh, he put this together, and it's a phone number that you can call, and it's, a, you know, it's like the 603 area code. So you call this number if there's an emergency or you need to get a message out to the activists here in New Hampshire, and uh, you basically you leave a message, and once you're done leaving the message, and you've left messages that were several minutes long, so I don't know what the maximum length is, but it seems pretty lengthy. And then uh, the system, once you hang up, 
distributes that message as a wave file, a compressed wave file, distributes it to everybody who's on this email list, which is apparently at this point several dozen people. So instantaneously, your message goes out to all sorts of different interested parties, and they can respond in whatever way they feel is right. It's just a brilliant, uh, brilliant system, brilliant communication uh, venue. So if you will uh, continue with the uh, the story, so you called Porcupine 411, you refused to show ID. A bunch of people came out of Murphy's tap room. A bunch of uh, early movers came out. One with a video camera, and they sort of gathered around, and then what happened? Well, then the uh, you know the police kept asking me for that, and and then <clears throat> some of the folks in the crowd started giving them grief, and, and some of them maybe gave the cops a little more grief than they deserved because they were they were not trying to humiliate me or drag me off or anything like that. You know, they just didn't fully understand the law, and they hadn't had much time to to stop and think about what they were doing, and uh, so they they just kept asking me, and I kept explaining to them that I was not required to answer the questions and that I was not uh, I was not uh, going to show them identification mm. but I gave them some some thoughts you know about open carry about why it's important I, if I recall correctly anyway eventually they uh, can you hear me okay we got gotcha. you okay anyway anyway they uh, you know eventually uh, they, they kind of wanted to leave Yeah, I know why they wanted to leave, too. If you watch the video, which, again, you can go to YouTube and search for, was it Dave Ridley, or uh, what are the search terms they should look for? I would say uh, Open Carry New Hampshire is probably the... Open Carry New Hampshire. That should pull it up. Um, and if you and it's also at the nhfree.com forums. So if you look around, just look for uh, Dave Ridley harassed by the police or whatever. I think is the the topic name. But um, there were actually some signs posted to the one of the I guess the 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 traffic lights, poles, or something like that, and it was for a car wash that was down the street. And the cops wanted to go and, you know, take the signs down uh, because apparently the Girl Scouts were having a car wash down the street and had illegally posted signs up on this uh, this telephone pole. Well, they thought that the signs belonged to uh, whatever organization this was that was uh, out here protesting on the corner that must be uh, happening, and they didn't realize that people had just poured out of a, uh, a restaurant right. to uh, come in support of David. Yeah, they thought, didn't the cops think that they were being free? framed or something like that or being set up because so many people all of a sudden showed up out of nowhere? They did, and that's really happened almost every time there's an open carry incident (laughs) because I think we're just prepared enough, you know, without being prepared, uh, without having, you know, without expecting something to happen at a specific moment. We just, you know, some of us are just naturally able to respond, you Mm -hmm. know, to these things, and um, they don't, they're just taken so aback by that they figure that it must all be pre-planned. Uh, but that's what we're able to do spontaneously. Wow, it's just incredible. And this is, you know, this is the stuff that's happening with a handful. I mean, 200 early movers at this point. Can you imagine what this is going to be like, Dave, when there are a thousand people here, let alone 20,000 activists? I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I think it's real good to focus on that too, because we get we get caught up a lot on focusing on the police state and stuff like that. Um, but um, you know, we also are going to have a lot of good things that are going to happen in the future, and it's good to focus on that and just think about that because thoughts become things. Awesome. Now, well, I saw this video myself and, and watched it, and, and, you know, first off, what we're talking about is an untrained officer, and that's not excusable. Absolutely. Um, you know, the United States, or excuse me, the uh, New Hampshire Constitution says that you can carry a gun on your hip uh, exposed, and you should be able to do so, and the officers should be trained in that. Yeah, they should leave you the hell alone, it's, which they're going to learn their lesson eventually. And, you know, every cop is going to ask for your paper, citizen, so, that, you know, that's what he did. But it just seemed like, I don't know, prancing around and goading him was a lot of what was going on. Well, Russell was doing that. Dave wasn't goading, no. uh, goading him at all. I thought Dave no. was, you know, very, very, Dave was respectful. very nice. And Dave, and I thank just you. the crowd. Thank you for sharing the story. We really appreciate it. Everybody should go to YouTube. Uh, according to my board off, if you just search for Open Carry... 
that'll put it on the top. That'll put uh, Dave's video right there at the top of the search results. And uh, it's an amazing video. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we do give away, so enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine. FreeTalkLive.com. We uh, just got off the phone with our friend Dave from here in New Hampshire. He's one of the, I would say, most active of activists. He's was was telling us about an incident that he had over the weekend uh, with the Manchester police and the state police here in New Hampshire. They had pulled him aside while he was walking to a, a, a meeting of free staters. And he, as he normally does when he's going to be in public with a group of, of people, he open carries because, well... Here in New Hampshire, we have that freedom still. Most of America does not. Um, Most of our listeners probably do not have the liberty to walk around in their city with a gun on their hip. We can do it here in New Hampshire. It's fully legal. But Dave's purpose is he wants to do this not because he's afraid of crime happening, because New Hampshire, there's just not a lot of crime here, because we have a lot of gun freedom. So it's not like he's, he's concerned with there going to be some sort of random shooting he just wants to exercise his right because he understands that if you have rights and you don't exercise them, then eventually you're doomed to lose them. If nobody open carries a weapon and only a handful of people ever do it, people get freaked out by people seeing these weapons. They may you know, decide to pass a law against it and change, you know, change the regulations. So he's out there exercising that, that freedom that he still has. And I think that's a really important thing that he's doing. And as he pointed out, these cops don't know what the law is. They don't understand that people can open carry. Or even if they do understand it, apparently they still think they can harass people for it. So that's what they tried to do. And they didn't know what they were getting into. All of a sudden, people pour out of the uh, the meeting location, one of them with a video camera. And the entire almost the entire thing was caught on tape, which... Uh, you can go and see for yourself if you go to YouTube and search for open carry. It'll be, uh, I think it's the first result that, that comes up. Now, Mark, you said you didn't like what Russell Canning was doing in the video. Because uh, it was Dave that was being questioned by the police, but then a bunch of people came out, including Russell Canning, who's also a well-known activist here in the state. Um, what would you? What was your objection with uh, what Russell was doing? Goading. Um, you know, it just... I found it hilarious. I know you did. And, you know, it. I, I understand that there's a lot of people that could be very entertained by all of that. Mm-hmm. And it. to me, it seemed... A flagrant and uncalled for would be well, the Well, it's uncalled for for them to harass uh, somebody for open carrying. The guy made a mistake, and I think I made it clear that... They didn't uh, go away. They, they, how, they he held didn't him in the know side of the he road made for a several mistake. minutes. He didn't know he made a mistake, and everybody he stops is innocent, Ian. Right, but then two other Manchester cops showed up to uh, as backup or whatever. Right, and the, the supervisor came. He took the uh, statey to the side. He talked to him for a moment mm-hmm. and uh, then he the, the sergeant returned he he basically said look you can't have a uh, organized protest here i don't know what's going on but you can't have an organized protest if you are having an organized protest you need to have a permit like everybody else if not everything's fine see you later i thought that was funny because then one of the people in the group pointed out that the only reason why there was a group of people on the corner was because the cops had started harassing dave in the first place sure none but of the, those people would the be sergeant in- did not know that i understand 
I just thought it was very important for them to point it out. I was glad that they did. I didn't. I did. I didn't see any villains here. I saw an, an uninformed statey. That's what I saw. Well, I thought that Russell was hilarious uh, in the things that he was saying and doing. My favorite part of the video was where Russell waves his hand in front of this Manchester cop who's just looking as stonewall as he possibly can. And, uh, you know, he's just trying to, like, hey, we're people. Can't you talk to us like people? Basically was the point that he was making instead of being so officious and, uh, and awful uh, in their demeanor. And it was just hilarious. So go and see it if you get a chance. Let's go to the phones and talk to Josh in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Josh. Hey, guys, man, I've been listening to you guys for a year. Great. What's on I, your mind? Well, the first thing on my mind is that I like the name Manwich. Yeah, yes, you've been listening, for, I guess, for a while. A then, long because, time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Uh, the, the reason why I called up was because of the wiretap. Sure. And then the whole time I've been on hold, you brought me up on uh, three different other issues. Okay. You can address the first uh, one go ahead. is that I would really like to get in touch with you guys about police state news in uh Kalispell. What's going on over there? Well it is a very police state and I've been um not exactly monitoring but just watching the police since I don't know, I was thirteen. Mm-hmm. They started out maybe just a cult on their side, <clears throat> and then they've, you know, went to uh, machine guns or M16, not M16s, but... MP5s? Yep. And uh, fully automatic shotguns. Right. And this is I mean, in They have went up on that, but let's not lose that. So uh, that that's one thing I w- want to talk to you later about... Um, the other thing was the sacro wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of GCN's. Which uh, kind of threw me off on my other subjects. <laughs> That's and then one of the, the network the, uh, sponsors. And you guys were talking about Girl Scouts, and then I was like, "Are they real Girl Scouts or uh, like what?" But wow, you're all right. over the map, aren't you? Think you think government plants? The very important thing that I need to talk about here. Yes. It, it, on the top of the page is the wiretapping. Okay. And in 1999, 98, well, it might even start in 97. I didn't get into it until 98. <laughs> they, uh, well, there, there was this company in Kalispell that just started hiring up a bunch of dudes that, or families, that wanted to go around the country and work on, uh, Work on in the bill, yeah, and that was during in all the. Uh, what sorry, bill man, is it? The first what? time I've been on national radio. That's all right, man. I understand. That's okay. It's the pressure right, zone. So what bill are you referring to, though? They, what, are you, what are you talking about? The whole Bell South uh, breakup and everything. We were a part of that back in 1998 into 1999, and I traveled around the country. And I asked everybody, what the hell are we doing? These telephone lines are already in place. Yeah. But we're hooking up extra wires into them. For the federal government is what you're saying. 
Well, I, I didn't know it was for the federal government at the time. I still don't know. All I'm saying it probably is was. that I did travel around the country, and a lot of and this company is still here, and they're still sending people out, but they're not paying as good as they did back then in 1999. You know, Josh, I think you're on to something, and I really appreciate the call. Hope hearing from you again in the future. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. I know how hard, how hard it can be to call a talk show. I, I, I still get nervous uh, when I call talk shows. I still get, you know, the butterflies in the stomach. I, I love still the feeling. The quickened pace, uh, you know, the the heartbeat, that sort of thing. And so I get it. I'm not really quite sure what it was Josh was trying to say, but uh, I appreciate well, the call. He's, <laughs> he, he, he sees some, he's seen some evidence that, uh, in fact, our phones are being tapped yes, by uh, that some much I understood. giant government organization. Right. And, and uh, he also liked the name Manwich. Which, which uh, is a good name. It was he, a good was name. It was very funny. It, it was, was funny. a good name. The Manwich thing and the Sacro Wedgie thing were that funny. Was, that was good stuff, yeah. Yep. Um, you know what? Also, and the point about co- watching the cops is what he started talking about. And that I really want to jump back onto because I think that's really critical. Because the cops are watching us, right? The cops, it's been revealed now that uh, police departments across the country have been monitoring, for instance, uh, peace activism groups as suspected terrorists. I don't understand the logic there, but uh, that's what they're doing. Uh, the cops, if you go out to protest and there are cops present... There are very good chances that either the uniformed police officers will have their own video cameras, also very good chances that undercover cops will be in the crowd, also videotaping uh, the events. So, you know, the fact is the cops are out there watching you. Let's turn the cameras around on the cops now while we still can, while it's still legal to do that. The more people that we can get armed with video cameras... At a moment's notice, like we were talking with Dave earlier, pulled aside by the cops on the side of the road. Dave had his cell phone with him, and he opened an audio recording when he was pulled over to the side. But somebody came out of the local uh, the, the restaurant with a video camera in hand. So it's really critical that if you're going to be an activist, that you have somebody on the scene that's going to have a camera. And these days... They're only a couple hundred bucks. It's so affordable. I love the Berkeley model of Copwatch. More on the way. We can talk about Copwatch here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. But just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free. But we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by voting for us in the podcast awards. It's a once-a-year sort of a voting occasion. Though you can vote more than once uh, for this podcast awards, you can vote once per day, once every 24 hours. You can vote at podcastawards.com. Scroll down the list till you get to the political category, select Free Talk Live, and vote for us. Uh, do it today, do it tomorrow. You can do it all the way through August 11th. We've won this award twice in a row, and we'd love to make uh, three. You know, three's a charm, all that sort of thing. Uh, go to podcastawards.com, political category, vote for Free Talk Live. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early-out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do, do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. Let's go to the phones, to the fun, and we'll continue talking about Copwatch here in a moment. Let's go first to Doug in Kalispell, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Doug. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great. What's on your mind, sir? Um, I just heard Josh talking about more of a police state in Kalispell here. Yeah. 
and I wasn't sure if you guys were aware about, I think it was two Saturdays ago on the North Fork of the Flathead River, they had a checkpoint there. Oh, boy. Mm. What were they checking they were, for? Oh, uh, well, they're pulling people over, making them stop in their boat, you know, pull off to the side. Hmm. Oh, a boating and, checkpoint. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the river. Wow. What what could they, they be possibly checking for? Drug smugglers, of course, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, but, yeah, they would ask for your ID and then give people breathalyzers. Huh. And if they failed the breathalyzer, they would search the boat for trash. And if they didn't have trash, they'd get littering fines. So, so they they would just presume that the uh, the people were littering. Yeah. Is it not Based possible on if they that they failed a breathalyzer? Is it not possible that somebody pre-gamed, if you will, and got really really drunk before they got on the boat and didn't bring any trash on board with them? That's what I do, and I sure wouldn't have my wallet with me on a raging river, you know. <laughs> that yeah. is amazing. I've never heard so, of such a thing. How do they? I mean, what do they do? They just have a, a hot boat sitting there with its lights on, and they, you know, barking at everyone through a megaphone to to stop their engines, that sort of thing. I'm not exactly sure. It was actually the daughter of the local radio station here, and she they talked about it on their show. So really, that's how I heard about it. Uh, Elizabeth. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Huh. I'll have to get in touch with her. Maybe she can uh, call and tell the story. So she was actually somebody who was stopped and breathalyzed. Yeah, it was her. Yeah, her and three of her friends, and they, you know, talked about the whole checkpoint. Ugh, it's so. disgusting, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, yeah, what? It's, it, you're going out, you know, on a Saturday to have fun. You might even be a tourist, you know. There goes that. Well, right there. we all know that whenever's fun, whenever there's fun to be had, there are going to be government people nearby to ruin it. Thanks for the call, yeah. man. Really appreciate right, hearing thanks, from guys. you. 800-259-9231. The cycle CAI toll free line. Let's go unscreen to the amplifier line. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. It's Brian in Colorado. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. What's on your mind? Hey, I was uh, listening to your uh, uh, talk about the chipping animals. Yes, this was from a few days ago. Yes, the microchips. Yeah, but, and, and yeah, I think that's a good idea, too. Uh, where we live, uh, cats, you know, they stay inside because there's coyotes and, you know, raccoons and all kinds of other creatures that, sure. uh, you know, just as soon see them as nice, soft, chewy meat. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, one time we had, a, we had a friend stay at the house, house sit for us when we left. And the cat had to go down and, you know, it, he was horking up something. So he took him down to the vet and got everything fixed. And the vet said... You want to have your cat chipped? And he said, "Yeah, okay, that's a good idea." You know, they sold him on the idea. Sure. <laughs> so, so I have this. Um, you know, the idea is that when they find a stray animal, that they, um, you know, will will call you up and say, You're, you, "We got your cat." I have this vision of getting a call from the vet saying, uh, "We got your coyote." Oh God. <laughs> That's cute. He's, he's eating my cat. I don't know. I don't know how responsive the RFID chips are. As I understand it, they put them usually in the same place on the animals on one particular paw. So I don't know if you could just hit the animal itself with a scanner. I think you probably have to focus on one area of the pet. But uh, funny nonetheless, Brian. Any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be there next week. I'm uh, taking the family out. I got two boys that want to go to college in New Hampshire. They want to be part of the Free State Project. Excellent. So that is we're fantastic. We'll be there next week. We're looking forward to that. I guess uh, you've offered to take us out to lunch, which is awfully nice of you. And, yeah, uh, that's a good way to get Ian out of the house. He, I would have gone go out anywhere anyway. for free food. Oh, stop it. I would oh, have gone out have, anyway. You, oh, shoot. I had to offer free lunch to get you out of the house? No, don't you listen didn't. to him. He's a liar. He's a salesman, for Christ's sake. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Yep. Thanks, dude. We'll see you then. Appreciate right. the call. 800-259-9231. I'm not suggesting you're always a liar, Mark. 
Well, you I, embellish I, a bit. What? What are you talking you em- about? You embellish a bit when it comes to me and me getting out of the house. For I'll have you know, I was on my bicycle yesterday and uh, over the weekend as well, and I've been out and about quite a bit, as a matter of fact. I guess Just what because I'm saying, I look like a hermit doesn't mean I am. I guess what I'm saying, get out, I don't, um, what I really mean is... Not just get out and get a little sunshine, which I want you to do on a daily basis. I think sunshine's good for one's brain. But secondly, I mean get out and talk to real people. I don't mean just liberty activists that are here in New Hampshire. I want Mm -hmm. you to get out and speak to the real live human beings here in Keene and interact with them enough so that you... Uh, you know, you, you aren't completely surrounded by the whole uh, I call the talk liberty show patriot the uh, movement thing. No, you're you're going on a talk show and you're preaching. I'm not preaching. I'm talking. You're, you're, talking about the issues. And you're absolutely not uh, interacting in the same way you would with a human being. Uh-huh. Because so you're wait, going on there with an intent what and an you, agenda. What do you qualify as going out and interacting with regular people, like ordering at a restaurant? Because that's what you do. You go out and you eat at a restaurant. How about going to the gym and working out? Well, that would require working out, and I'm not so interested in that. Well, I'd rather know, get on my bicycle and, it'd be and, a good uh, workout and for bike you. around. No thanks. I, I, see, I know I you're not no, interested in doing any of these things, otherwise you'd be doing them. That's right. I've got a, uh, I've got a girlfriend who's very satisfied uh, with me, and if we're going to go out and exercise, we're going to do it together. And it's not going to be going to the gym. I'm just suggesting that you get out there and talk to some um, real people Thanks. in a way that's so, not, um, you know, like on the radio. Yeah. So it's not on the radio, and it's because that's a certain sort of talking. There's, I was out got for a point four, and agenda to make. I was out for four hours at the recent uh, Freedom Fest, mm-hmm. talking with random people as they came by at the Freedom Fest. Right. Well, you no, you were you were once again pushing an agenda. You had your uh, world's smallest political quiz. You were getting people to take the world's smallest. Political I go, quiz. I'm on the board of directors of Cheshire Television. Which at which point you you talk about the agenda. Of the the Cheshire Television, and you hope to get more liberty activists involved. In There's there. nothing liberty I oriented want you to get, involved there. No, That's not, not currently. Bureaucracy, except that you're on it. <laughs> I'm just saying, get out and interact with normal, interact with normal individuals, and you'd be surprised of the the conversations that come up. Thanks for the suggestion, Mark. I think I'm doing just fine. Appreciate I, it. I know you do. Let's continue with the calls. Talk to Mike, listening in California. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. What's up? What's up, Scrotum. Mike? Sorry? Scrotum. <laughs> Are you saying scrotum? <laughs> Thanks for that the call. Sad. Appreciate hearing from you. So, Copwatch, uh, you mentioned Berkeley. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where Copwatch originated, but it's now all in uh, major, It's in many major markets. Detroit, I know, I think Phoenix has uh, a Copwatch. Even some smaller areas. I know that uh, here in Keene, there are some activists that are considering putting together uh, a Copwatch. It's a very simple concept. The idea is you get together a group of people that care about keeping an eye on the police, keeping the cops honest, right? We want the cops to not be corrupt. You know, We want them to be uh, honest, trustworthy. And so having cameras around can help with that and what you do is you get preferably at least two people because they're power in numbers right if it's just you by yourself they could very easily harass you arrest you plant something on you that sort of something uh, official looking like a vest or a lanyard um sort of makes one look like the press, right? Which, you know, there's no reason badge. the cop watch, uh, you know, this cop watch stuff can't be edited to video and put on the local uh, cable access channel or on YouTube, mm-hmm. and so which would make you, in fact, the press. That's correct. And so I've got myself a spiffy little lanyard, put the Free Talk Live logo on it, and the logo of the Keen Free Press, and whatever other media I'm tied in with here, Cheshire Television, for instance. And I go around, and I've got my video camera, and the idea is. 
with CopWatch, you want to have like a, a police scanner so you can listen to it and find out where the cops are. Instead of having to drive around the city and just sort of randomly encounter them, you, uh, you want to find out where they are, where they're going to, and then go there as well, show up on the scene, and... And just very, you know, not don't actually get in the cop's way, right? But videotape the scene, and the purpose is to help protect that individual who could normally be harassed by some unscrupulous cops. They'll all of a sudden be on their best behavior because the cameras are pressed, or just as easily to protect the cops in the sense that, uh, you know, I mean, some people don't think cops are very good people. So here's some video to prove that they're doing their job correctly, right? And um, and again, the more people that have cameras accessible to them, the better. Because what you might want to do is just do a spontaneous cop watch, where if you are just out and about doing whatever, going out and talking to people like normal, and you see some normal people being pulled over by the cops, you happen to have a video camera with you, step out of your car, throw on your press badge, and you're in cop watch mode. They're not expecting these sorts of things, but if it keeps happening, then they'll be used to it. Then they'll you'll just be part of their job, and it won't be a big deal to them anymore. It's an important thing to do. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.